Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is Caroline and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta Hi Kelly Hey Caroline Oh well that's a new voice for our listeners They're going, who the hell is this lady? I want to introduce the lady who just introduced me. This is my friend, Caroline, who I have known for 30-something years. Yes. <laughs> I am 19 in- years old. I just want to put that out there yeah, that right. I'm, I'm a 12. <laughs> <laughs> we met in 1988 in our sophomore years of college. And, uh, oh, I know, right? <laughs> Because you can't see me, I just fainted for a moment. <laughs> but I'm going to let Kelly talk and then I'll pop back in. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, uh, we've known each other a very long time. And, uh, you know, it, ours is one of those relationships where we, we come together, we're very intense for periods of time, and then we wander off, we don't talk for a year or two, we come back as though nothing has changed and no time has passed, and off we go to the races again. This is just sort of our, our pattern for our entire adult lives, basically. And a uh, funny story, uh, Caroline's responsible for my divorce. No, no. <laughs> She introduced me to my ex-husband. So yeah, so it's her, it's her fault, but we actually are, our lives paralleled for a long time. Um, You know, she got engaged to a guy she'd known for two weeks and then I got married to a guy I'd known for three months and (laughs) (laughs) and then we, we both moved to Hawaii because both of the guys were on the same submarine. And so they, the submarine got transferred to Hawaii, and so we got transferred to Hawaii. We had been in San Diego before that, and 
and uh, we worked in the same place for a while. Carpooled in together, actually. You, you're, I still have one of my favorite stories from Hawaii is driving to the office with you in carpool one day, and we had been stuck in traffic. Now, here's the thing. Hawaii has a five lanes across. And they have a, a quote-unquote interstate, which, of course, does not go interstate, but they have to call it that in order to get funding, uh, federal funding. So, But they have this five-lane highway. And they put the highways in before, and, and they didn't make anybody who already learned how to drive learn that there was a fast lane and a slow lane and everything else. So driving in Hawaii is oh so entertaining. And there was an accident one day, and we had been in traffic backed up for an hour. And they were slowly merging five lanes of traffic into a single lane of traffic to go past the accident that was there. And the one, there was one car between us and utter freedom, nothing on the other side of this guy. And the guy comes to a complete stop to rubberneck. And Caroline, being the lovely human that she is, I love her so much, stood on the horn, stuck her head out the window and said, if it's your auntie, they'll tell you when you get to the office. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so much nicer than what I would have said had I been driving. So, <laughs> oh yes. So you know, we we paralleled for a long time, and then you moved back to Virginia, which oddly I'm living in now. And I <laughs> I moved to Connecticut. You got divorced. I got divorced. You almost ended up on Judge Judy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but as, as I explained to the, the producers, lovely people, lovely people. And, and I said, I just, I want to start by saying my mom loves your show. Um, and with all due respect, one of the best parts about watching Judge Judy is you were not actually on Judge Judy. And I feel like it would be wrecking it for me and my mom. And I just can't do that to my mother. So yeah. Yeah. I respectfully so, you know, she didn't end up on Judge Judy. She said no. And, uh, and then, we we had one of our part times and when we came back together and i think this particular one was pretty long it was like two or three years right mm -hmm. and we we came back together and the funny part was we had both started walking down the the pagan wiccan path at the same time even though we weren't talking to each other right? <laughs> <laughs> came back and i'm like hey i'm doing this and she's like hey so am i <laughs> i'm like of course you are because that's how we are <laughs> yes so uh you know when caroline was available for this i was like why yes yes i would love to have you try out to be a podcast co-host for me on spiritual fun in case you guys have missed this i you know we did the episode with jewel last week we're doing the episode with caroline this week I've got, I've got several people who have expressed an interest in being a co-host and I've promised them all interviews. And so this is the, the audition, right? So everybody's getting their own audition. So, um, although I'm not letting Caroline talk at the moment. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Vote but, for me anyway. <laughs> what's that? Vote for me anyway. <laughs> C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. <laughs> So we are um, we're talking today. Actually, I, I want to tell a story because there's there's one story that we need to to tell. I came down. I can't remember when it was. I think I was on walkabout. Actually, right? yeah, 
Yeah. So when you yeah. had just started uh, Walkabout. So and this was about 2002. Was, yeah, it was pretty early on because we were still living in the this uh, what we called the Ranchero. Yes. Yeah. And and so I came down there and you had a friend. Why don't you tell the story about how we ended up over at your friend's house? So we had uh, these neighbors that lived behind us, and they're the sweetest young couple, uh, just a, just an absolute delight. And they were so happy. And they, you know, the, the thing about working with deity is that when people realize, oh, okay, so so you're someone who works with deity, and and uh, they they all of a sudden people stop asking you uh, for regular things, and they start asking you for magical things, and so. Um, in, in fact, one year I made some candles. I, I just got into this candle making thing and I'm not crafty. So I just want to you know, contextualize this, that me being into crafty things is like watching a cat, watching a cat walk on its hind legs. It's really astonishing. You know, you're not going to see it all the time. So I made these candles and I gave them away as Christmas gifts and nobody burned them because they were all convinced they had some sort of magical property. And finally someone asked me, she said, she, she goes out of this candle and she's holding it and she says, what does it do? And I said, it smells like pine. Where, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> so, um, and, and the poor woman, you know, she, she'd been like so frightened to set it on fire because she didn't know what to expect in her life. You know, so I was, I was very humbled that she thought it was actually that powerful and very embarrassing. All it did was smell like pine, you know, it, it did nothing. Um, but anyway, so this, uh, this couple really wanted a baby. And here's my friend Kelly, who is uh, going on walkabout, is, is, is very deep into the spiritual. And uh, they said, oh, well, will you come bless our house? And, and Kelly sort of did a little blessing bomb. Um, so prepared for the, for the cleansing. And she had this um, beautiful, beautiful wing that she had found that she was using to aid with smudging. I'm sorry, my dog ate it. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, as, as you uh, don't know, actually, I bought it at Tribal Arts. <laughs> so I didn't find it. So I replaced it with another one from Tribal Arts. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's like 18 years of pain has just been lifted from okay. me. Because, I'm glad. You know, yes. here's this wonderful thing. I'm thinking that, you know, she, she found in some sacred nest and my dog ate it. <laughs> Just down to the last feather and then threw it all up. And <laughs> he really did. <laughs> so, but, so, but the ritual. <laughs> so, friends, there is dignity and deity, just not all the time. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have this like magical, wonderful cleansing of a home of a darling young couple who just wants to enjoy a baby. And sometimes your dog is barfing up your wing. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. It's, okay. It's, it's all part of the process. So. <laughs> Joy and throw up. Um, <laughs> Barf wing happiness. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yes. We all have to grow in our own way. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Kelly uh, went to the house and she, you know, did smudging and, and blessing and cleansing. And at the very end, she put in a timed spell, a timed fertility spell. So that uh, at, a, at a designated period in time, and this is why I'm calling it a, a blessing bomb is because it, uh, you know, at, at, a, at a designated time, the magic uh, would release at, at the appropriate time. And uh, the following year, they had it 
adorable, adorable baby, very much loved and an and absolute blessing to everyone. So it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So yeah, when, when Caroline says that I, I did a blessing bomb and, and she is not saying B-A-L-M, she's saying B-O-M-B, uh, we... Um, Basically, what I did was I said, because I didn't know if they wanted the baby right now. And so what I told them was, when you set your intention, yes, we're ready for a baby. That's when this is going to open and make it available. And I, I remember you saying that they were stunned at how fast they got pregnant. <laughs> and I'd be careful what you ask for. <laughs> Um, yeah, unlike the candle who were afraid to light it, I think that they didn't understand that, no, this was real. <laughs> this is actually going to happen. This energy is in your house right now. And so, you know, when they were ready for it, it, it um, it manifested, which was just fantastic. It's very beautiful. If I remember correctly, they weren't even home. I never met them. No, they weren't. Um, and I, I they left their door open for us or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually they left the house while we were cleansing it so that they wouldn't get in the, in the way energetically. Just interesting, but, but I don't remember ever meeting them. I don't think I, I ever saw them. I, I don't think you did. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was highly interesting. So it's the first time I've ever done work for someone that I had absolutely no idea who they were. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, whatever, you know? Sure, they want this. Knock him, knock it out. So, good thing I trust you because otherwise, I'd be like, "You've got me breaking into a stranger's house and doing what to them?" <laughs> I could have defended you. That's that's like the great thing about you know having a friend that's also a lawyer. It's like, oh, no, she's fine. We had the intent to do magic with it. It's fine. It's perfect. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's also good that you're a trial attorney because you know I know that that you know you'll win pretty much any argument. And I don't remember ever having an argument with you. I, I, I think I could, I think I could hold my own. But oh yeah. There's no question about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah probably why we don't have arguments. So much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, I can lawyer anyone, you know, <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, but I can lawyer you. Yeah. So, okay. All right. So we told our fun story and, and I, I wanted to get that out there because I knew it was a story I have not told in almost four years on the podcast, which is, freaking stunning. And so to, to come up with something I haven't told the story of is, is always fun. And so the let's talk about working with deities. I mean, that is apps, uh, after all the topic of the podcast, and we are, you know, 12 minutes in. So <laughs> it's like little details, you know. So, uh, you know, you've done more of this than I have. I, I've tended to avoid working with deity because when I work with deity, I always forget to pay my obeisance and get my ass kicked. And so I just stopped, you know, <laughs> except when I screwed up and, and pissed off Oshun when I was on my way down here to Richmond and had to had to pay my obeisance in spades on that one. I had, I had shamans from all over the world co uh, contacting me through Facebook saying, you need to pay obeisance to Oshun and, and none of them knew me. None of them I was connected with. And the moment I did it and I did not announce it, the moment I did it, everybody stopped contacting me. So yeah, I was like, yes, I am listening. So this is why I don't work with deity because I always get my ass kicked <laughs> and I get silence from all over the world saying, you have, you must do this ceremony. I'm like, I will not do that ceremony because I don't know you. And I'm not sure why you would tell me to do it. And I'm not familiar with your tradition. However, I will do a ceremony of my own that will be sufficient. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's that whole thing. But so you've done this more than me is basically what it's coming down to. So I'm going to let you talk about your practice because you have been working with Hecate for quite some time, right? Yes. So Hecate, um, I was called, I felt her, her call very early in the process, which is interesting because Hecate is considered a crone goddess. So to start there at a young age is somewhat unusual. Yeah. And it sort she's of brings us goddess at the crossroads. Yes. So she's a triple goddess and, you know, she's there to guard the crossroads uh, when you make the three part decision, um, which is something that Kelly can tell you I live for is, well, what's the third option? You can do this, you can do that. So is there a third option? <laughs> I'll take door number three. I like the third option. Um, and uh, so, so that's my, my preference is to always to have a third option. Um, but it was it was what drew me, and um, Hecate is not something again you typically see for younger women because younger women identify very strongly with Aphrodite and with Gaia or maybe Ishtar. But that that's what would really pull me in. And so, you know, when we're talking about working with deity, I know that some people are very very concerned about what deity should I use. And it's it's not a bathroom cleaner. Um, there isn't one that works better than the other. Uh, so, you know what what you my my recommendation is that you should work with the deity that works with you. Um, and what I mean by that is that uh, in now you know when I when I first started the pagan path, everything was books. You had to go out and you had to buy a book. And I actually have my my favorite. 365 Goddesses by Patricia Telesco, uh, which is a, a book that I've had for a long time uh, and has 365 goddesses. Now, to be honest, it, it, they don't necessarily correspond with the day, you know, June 4th may have a goddess that doesn't correspond with June 4th, but it, it's, you know, there's that. <clears throat> and there are a number of oracle decks and tarot decks that deal with goddesses. I, I can't say, I'm not a huge fan of the oracle and tarot decks because the goddesses are all very young and, and beautiful in those. And they're lovely to look at, but to me, it doesn't really resonate that the goddesses are all, you know, Victoria's Secret models. It does. Yeah, it just, it doesn't resonate with me. Um, but if that's, if that's a tool that works for you and you just want to pick a card and, and intuit it, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but there are so many resources now on the internet. Uh, that you can look into all kinds of different traditions, whether it's Egyptian, Celtic, Nordic, Native American, Aboriginal, Australian, whatever. There, there's a lot out there that is going to give you an idea of what kind of archetype you're looking for. And so when I talk about an archetype, I'm talking about really the energies that surround this deity. Is it uh, a warrior energy? And if it's a warrior energy, are we talking about the kind of warrior like Darth Vader with the, you know, the, the power and the dominance and the control? Are we talking about a warrior like Yoda, a teacher, a more of a warrior priest? Um, another archetype is the mother. And we think of Gaia and we think of the fertility goddesses and things like that. Again, there are different kinds of mothers. There are the mothers that care for children, primarily. Kali is a mother who eats her children. So you want to look at the different kind of archetypes and the different type of energies that are associated with those archetypes. 
to find what works for you. Now, one thing I would not recommend is trying to find a deity to fix some problem that you have. So uh, when you say, I need to be more brave, I want a warrior helping me, I want to pray to a warrior, that is going to be a challenge for you because if you pray for that energy that makes you extremely uncomfortable, you're essentially dedicating yourself to a path of extreme discomfort until you're finished. Um, <clears throat> Which I, I don't I don't recommend. I think that uh, you want That's to go ahead. Spiritual masochist approach. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it always sounds like such a great idea at the time, but I can tell you from experience that that it doesn't work. Um, and so, so you want to to find that that archetype that speaks to you. You want to find that energy that speaks to you, and then once you have that, then go ahead and start working with that energy uh, and letting that energy move through you. Now, I'm not talking about possession necessarily. Uh, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the energy moving through you. I'm just talking about celebrating the energy of the deity in your daily life. There's a big difference between researching a deity online and connecting to the energy of the deity in real life. Because... Research is done in your head and connection is done in your energy field and your body. And you may find that what works great in your head is really a, not a good fit when it comes to the body and the energy field. And so uh, you want to, before you ask for something from a deity, you want to make sure that you would like working in the energy of that deity because once you make a request, depending on the deity, they may claim you. Like that was a big issue when I was was making my offerings to Oshun. Is that she was like, "I'm claiming you," and I'm like, "No, no, I'm not. I'm no. <laughs> Thank you, but no." And you, it, there, it's a very delicate thing to remove yourself from that scenario. And if you are not good at it, you could anger a deity in a way that is really unpleasant. So really just make it an introduction, say hello, just saying hello, nice to meet you. I'm not asking for anything. Be very careful not to ask for anything or wish for anything or anything else. Just make the introduction first to make sure that the energy is going to be a good fit for you. Because if it's not that that could be problematic. It, absolutely. And and from time to time, you're going to get a very strong call from a certain type of deity that is picking up on your energy. And as you know, I had uh, some very destructive energy going on earlier in the year. It, it had a purpose. It really did. <laughs> so, um, but I was really... You want to share that story? Um, you don't have to. I know it's still fresh. It's, it's, not, for, it's not for today. Um, okay. But uh, essentially, I decided that I wanted to make a major change. So I had to do um, what amounts to a three-year cycle. So the first year is destruction because you want to, I'm trying to get rid of something uh, that I've had for a long time. Uh, the second year is... Okay, I'm going to clarify for you because <laughs> the Spirit just said... So the, the destruction is not just of the thing that you needed to get rid of. It's of everything that was standing in the way of the new life, just so you're clear. Correct. But it started in January with 
the destruction. Um, and yeah, well, then, I'm just saying that the destruction isn't just the, the one thing. It's everything that's in the way of the transition, which is, it's a relevant point of clarity. Actually, yes. And so, so that is actually an excellent point because when you are working with deity, remember it's, it's, if you ask for something, you're not necessarily going to get precisely that limited thing. So if you say, you know, deity, make me a, a, a more assertive person. Now you may be thinking in your head, I want to talk more in meetings. And the next thing you're driving down a road and Honolulu is saying, your auntie will call you if it matters, you know, and, and doing that kind of thing. So, you know, you, you want to be aware of all this, uh, that, you know, what, when I say to deity, okay, I want this, you know, this big issue, you, you might find yourself uh, in, in a different situation than you imagined. Um, Often you will find yourself in a different situation than you imagine. Let's be clear. It's not just sometimes. It is often. It, it, you know, we, we think we know what we're asking for when we ask for it, but we don't realize what it takes for us to get what it is that we've asked for. And so we get everything we need to get what we ask for, which is often the unexpected. Yes. Now, unexpected doesn't mean terrible. I, you know, I, I don't want to scare anyone off and saying, oh my gosh, if I start celebrating a deity, my life will be turned upside down. Uh, but I will be very candid with you that one reason why I resisted becoming more spiritual was not because I was afraid that I couldn't do the work, it was a fear that I would never be able to stop. Uh, that I, what does well, that mean? what that means is that, so I'm, you know, as you know, I'm a lawyer. I have a straight job. I wear conservative clothes. I have uh, conservative clients. Most of them do not know that I'm pagan. I'm still in the broom closet for most of my clients. Um, I think uh, by most, I probably should say all. Um, and so my concern was that if I really started connecting to spirit very strongly, I wouldn't be able to have this life that I have, you know, that work as, as, as an attorney and to have this straight life. And I know that for a lot of folks, and maybe even some of our listeners here, one thing that's holding them back from really exploring spirit and really exploring deity is thinking, okay, but if I really connect, what if I just, what if I just go totally spirit all the time and that's all I want to do? Now, before you let that stop you, I want you to think about that for just a minute. Because what you're saying is, what if I find out what I, I hate what I'm doing? So that's what you're really asking yourself. If you're saying to yourself, I'm, I'm worried about connecting to deity because I'm concerned that I won't be able to live in this tiny cage that I've built for myself, just let that sink in. Say it a couple times so you can hear yourself say, but I'm in this tiny cage and I'm so happy here. Uh, yeah. If you were so happy here, would you be worrying about going all in with spirit? <laughs> so... Um, so when you, you know, so when you're, you're looking at, so that was really a you know, part of my journey um, was going through this destructive phase where I had to say, okay, I've built this cage. It is strong. Uh, it is reinforced. It is uh, tiny to keep me from moving so much, uh, but I don't want to be in this cage anymore. I don't like it. I can't stand it anymore. And I decided I have got to break down the cage. So I was channeling this very destructive energy and now we are uh, in a different part of that phase. There's, there's still destruction going on. There's still letting go going on. But it's not this just flaming goddess of destruction 
energy that, that's happening. Going through things. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, I got more memes of a fire breathing dragon laying waste, uh, something. And, and one of my girlfriends, uh, sent me a screenshot of a, a system that she's doing. And one of the things that they share, I mean, most, a lot of stuff's online, but so one of the uh, things they share is called self care with sass. And uh, apparently it's very popular. Um, and I said, okay, I feel like my energy is a little bit more out of like brunch eaten out of the hollowed out skull of my enemies. So I don't know that's where I am right now, but that's okay too. Um, so, so we're a little less on the, and they shall know me by the trail of dead. I'll leave in my wake right now. And we're a, a little bit more of a, let's clear the path. Uh, so, so when you do connect to, to deity, whatever it, you know, whatever you decide to do, that energy can change over time. And when you were doing this work, were you doing it with Hecate or did you tap into Kali for this or somebody else? This, um, was much more of the, the Kali energy. Um, so, you know, in the Gobinde prayer, Hariang Kariang, um, creator destroyer. And so the work that I was doing was about the destruction and, and the fire element that has to come to clear the forest. And so that's what I was working with at the time. Um, now we are not, I'm not quite back to the, uh, the Hecate energy because she is the crone so we're still a little more in that warrior goddess mode where um i'm still clearing some things but it's not as high energy it's not as destructive it's more more measured as we go forward so yeah so so what sort of obeisance are you paying what sort of payment are you making to the goddesses as you work with them what are what are they asking of you at this point um the obeisance i make is a little bit different because i'm i'm at a different place in my practice than some other people are um for me the obeisance is my commitment to speaking the truth and that can be challenging because I don't like sharing parts of myself. I am very private. Um, I don't like, uh, I'm a very honest person. I'm a very candid person, but I'm a very private person. And so I'm one of those folks, and, and you, I, I know that you say this a lot in your practice, that if I say something that I don't normally talk about, I burst into tears because it's such a safety issue for me. So the obeisance that I am making is an obeisance to living this fully, to committing and to speaking that truth, uh, which is like very challenging. Actually, yeah, I was going to say that's actually a lot harder than putting out milk and honey. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's so much harder. <laughs> so much harder than making an altar and feeding it every day. It's really, yeah, you know, that's, that's child's play compared to to the type of of commitment that you've made so you know especially when you know you're like oh little white line no <laughs> truth must be told it's like, oh fuck i didn't expect that damn it absolutely absolutely yes. um yeah. but i do still have you know candle rituals every month so that's part of um the commitment that i made is that 
every month there's an SBOD and it depends. And we, the initial um, SBOD was at the, what, what our, my order calls it the dark moon. Now, most people call it new moon, we call it dark moon. Uh, so the dark moon of the wolf moon was when we, be, we began with the original destruction. Uh, then the following month in February, which was you know, love and everyone celebrating it, uh, was to tap into the inner goddess and what the inner goddess had started out being, how it had been uh, stunted or warped or misinterpreted, and then fully releasing into the deep, deep, deep love of that goddess. And, and I, I work with two other women, so we have um, a, a circle of three. Uh, each had different goddesses, each had different goals and different ways that the energy had become blocked. Uh, and then next month, um, as we approach the crow moon, and on the equinox, we will celebrate an S-bot, uh, an S-bot being a, a moon ritual, an S-bot of forgiveness. Because once you step fully into this love of the goddess, and, and each deity does have an aspect of love to them of this deep, profound love. You're going to feel it differently. It's not all the same. It's not all romantic. It's not all sexual. Uh, but the love and how they love and the way that they love. So once you step into this and uh, this concept of, uh, to use a, a term that the Tara Brock uses, radical self-acceptance, you have got to learn to forgive yourself for whatever you did that you had to do to survive that got you here. Because if you keep punishing yourself for everything you did to survive, you can't truly love yourself. So, so that is, is how I work with deity right now. Um, early, early, early in my practice, I had altars and I was very, uh, um, Kelly actually gave me a beautiful, beautiful frieze with Hecate on it with the triple goddess. And it's always on my desk where I can see it. I always keep it because it, it reminds me um, that there are times that I have to, to come back to what matters to me and, and not always be so, you know, grounded in the now. Um, well, not grounded in the now, but grounded in the mundane. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the so, yes. yeah. so, so early in my practice, it was very much about um, candle rituals and oils. Um, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of, of incense because it, it can make my husband sneeze. And so there's limits to what I can do. Um, but absolutely. I mean, if, if, if it really helps to keep you focused and centered and engaged, um, then paying that special obeisance to that God or to that goddess is absolutely, absolutely critical. It's one, it's an, it's a wonderful way to remind yourself every day to take that moment and say, all right, oh, okay, the altar is, is you starting to look a little ragged. Is my intention looking a little ragged? Am I really spending enough time uh, with myself, with my intention, with my goals? Or did I kind of say, okay, I'm going to light a candle and wait for the university to work. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the record, that doesn't work. So, yeah. Okay. Well, this was a, a great primer, I think, for people who are looking to get into deity work. Thank you for that. So speaking of uh, primers and how-tos, I hear that you have a book coming out. I do. It's called The Overachiever's Guide to Nailing Your Spiritual Growth in Record Time Without Quitting Your Job, Turning Over Your Power, or Joining a Cult. 
and it, it has a lovely picture on the cover and it says, come on in, we have snacks. So it is your irreverent guide to happiness. And uh, it's basically the curriculum for how to heal and how to grow spiritually. And so I'm super excited. Uh, I was I was hoping to launch it last week. That didn't happen. I was hoping to launch it this week. I don't think that's going to happen. But but definitely on Monday, uh, maybe Tuesday. So <laughs> you know, it's, 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 I don't know what's going on right now, but I feel like freaking it's Mercury retrograde because everything technology is breaking down and communication sucks right now. And so there's like, oh, can you do this? Yeah, I can do. Oh no, I can't do that. Oh, can you do this? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't do that. And, or, you know, whatever. Right. I like, I've been trying to, to, I, I thought I could put gifts in the, in the book and it turns out I can't. Most of the platforms that have readers don't support gifts. And so I have had to spend the last two days replacing 61 gifts with images, with flat images, which has made me very sad because the gifts were very funny, but um, so, you know, and, and I'm on like page 85 out of a hundred right now. And, and my computer keeps freezing up and saying, no, 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 we're not going to take this image. No, no, <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be done. But yeah. So, uh, if you want a book, <laughs> I swear I will finish it. Come on, water. This is the birthing process. And I am in the final stage where the baby's head is coming out and I'm going, get out, get out. Yes. So this is why I've never had children because they hurt. And um, so, so if you want a copy of the book and you want to be one of the first people to get it, get on the mailing list because that's the first place we're going to launch it. I'm going to do a soft launch of the mailing list first, make sure everything's copacetic with the way things work and that nothing breaks. And so you guys are my, my guinea pigs for that. So if you want to get the first copy, that'll be the first place to get it. And then it'll come out on social media a couple of days later. And then, on, uh, and then I'll be putting up ads for it on Facebook and, you know, other, other coaches have offered to promote it for me there too, which is very lovely and kind of them. So, uh, but that's coming out soon. And so normally I would do a Kellyism wrap up on this, but since you were the one who talked about this so much, I am going to put you on the spot and see if you have a wrap up that you would like to say, uh, just to sort of, you know, put a punctuation mark at the end of this episode and to give people a piece of advice for going forward. The pettiest thing I could say is, is that working with deity is scary, but embrace the scary and, and embrace your, your true calling. And that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time when Kelly is going to share another episode on energy magic in the spirit world. I'm Caroline, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. This path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Wondering where my spirit will I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kinda probably should, especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.